Wee woo, wee woo. Hello, everyone. This is Officer Grant with a quick show update from downtown at the station. We're going on what's called paid leave for the next two weeks and just wanted to give everyone a quick heads up. Uh, So in lieu of a normal episode, this week in the feed, you'll be hearing one of our bonus episodes, Book 22 of Fire Bros. In it, we're reviewing the movies Justice League, The Snyder Cut, Bad Trip, Ma, I think Bad Trips, is Bad Trip a TV show? Ma, and Private Parts. Uh, No, Bad Trip is a movie. If you liked what you hear and you want to support the show and help us grow, head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops, and this and every other episode we've done is only $2 a month. And without any more ado than is need be, uh, here it is. See you in two weeks. Or uh, minus this week. So really one, except well, we record the episode then post it a couple days later. So it's really more like... Welcome to Fire Bros, uh, the only spin-off podcast where every once in a while, uh, hopefully exceedingly uh, more often, uh, we talk about things that other people are talking about, and then we have a whole system of, uh, a whole a whole system. We have a system. Uh, it's There's a system good system. In place, yes. There's a system in place. We either burn things or we uh, put them in a library of regress. Crystal clear rating system, easier than one through ten. It's thumbs better up, than Rotten down. Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the way of the future. There's you know no room for nuance. We know. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Listen to the episode and find out. Right. So we got four topics this this episode. Where other it's a oops all movies episode. I realized we did. Four, oh yeah. What do you know? Four movies. And for those of you who are watching at home, we got an excellent setup. Uh, similar to the recent Thought Cops. As of late, we are doing webcam live streams for the people who donate on Patreon and the Discord and everything like that. And we're coming to you live from Neo West Town here in Neo Chicago from uh, our our dear friend Josh, aka Sleep Science's uh, very nice new apartment. Well, thank you. Nice to be here at my own place. I like this. I like this. Normally, you know, me and Grant, you know, we're we're sitting in the room. We got our chairs. We got the table, the mic stand, and everything. And I'm just fucking here, laid up on the couch because I feel like I just ran a fucking marathon. We just watched, and we'll just start off with this. We just finished uh, the Snyder Cut, uh, which is Zack Snyder's uh, official vision of the Justice League. He was the one who was supposed to direct it originally. Uh, He had to step out of the project for personal reasons. Joss Whedon finished it. And now 
Grant is walking away to get a bag of uh, appropriately titled snacks. Make sure you pick that up on Mike. Snyder's pretzels. Do you get it? Because the Snyder cut and we ate a bag of Snyder's pretzels. So I'm yeah. going to eat these while we... That It's a good bit, right? No, go, feel free to munch on that yeah. on Mike. Yeah. And make good. it make it as loud as possible. Good pretzels, even better movie. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe I'll suck on one of those actually for the yeah, salt. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it gets you in the mood. The cool thing about the the pretzel rods is you can pretend you're smoking if you're like a child and you're you're not old enough to smoke. Ah, see, look yeah. at me. I got a big pretzel stick in my mouth. Yeah, it's see? funny. Look at me. It's good. Zwick is currently typing. Is He's content. going to yell at us for eating while recording. <laughs> but so, Snyder's Pretzels, Snyder Cut. We just finished watching it. Mm-hmm. It was a behemoth. Four hours long. Four hours long. When's the sequel? Well, couldn't, I, I, t- I couldn't tell you, man. I, I'm, personally, I'm on, the be- I'm on the end of my fucking seat waiting. Oh, boy. This movie was so bad i'm not gonna beat around the bush this movie this felt like the dying fucking like death cry of cinema yeah and i'm not i'm not i'm not lying i'm it was truly horrific and i'm listen i'm not somebody i don't hate the mcu it's got its issues but at least the the marvel movies know what they're trying to be you know right they're kind of goofy they're kind of whatever and yes they're big bloated blockbusters but this was on an entirely different level i brought up while we were watching it like during the marvel movies there'll be some like some light funny light-hearted moments and it's just like they'll be fighting the bad guy and then they'll like make a joke and then like punch the bad guy and it's just like okay you know like it's not taking itself too seriously the Uh characters are likable it knows that it's a dumb comic book movie. It's serious in some parts. It's not serious in other parts. This feels just like like everything, like every single scene had to have the most gravity. Oh, when I was two years old, I fucking shit my pants. And it's just like this fucking Hans Zimmer score of just like, and it's just like, why is nothing should take itself this seriously? We're not even at the part where they fight a bad guy yet. Let's give a little background here to okay. we, we talk about the MCU. Let's talk about the DCCU, the uh, yeah. DC Cinematic Universe. So it has not been around as long as the MCU, and it feels very much like they're trying to play catch up. Um, because yeah. you know, obviously, Avengers is very popular. All the Marvel movies. So, uh, they started off back in like 2012 or something like that. Man of Steel was Man of Steel was. Jeez, twenty thirteen maybe. Twenty. Actually. That might be right. That was the first one. It was Man of Steel. Twenty fourteen. Okay. Because wow, Batman versus thought. Superman was twenty sixteen, and you, then Dilbert Justice Tech. League. Because I think it was Man of Steel, then Batman versus Superman, then Wonder Woman, and then the original Justice League. Nicola and then Tratz a whole says, bunch of other Disney stuff. did a Shueisha, a cinema, Shonen Jump cinematic universe. It's called Jump Force, and it sucks. <laughs> um, well, this might be the time to reveal that. I think I might have led on to this a little bit, but I, I, well, I told you this last night, but I don't think I've told Grant this. But I, to lead up to us watching this, 
subjected myself to watching. Why did you do this? <laughs> because it had to be done. I knew, I thought it would be good because neither of you have really, I guess Kevin has seen Man of Steel and you yeah. said you've seen I'm, Suicide I'm just Squad. Say, really quick, yeah, I want to go over our history with this. There aren't that many movies in the cinematic universe. Let me just finish chewing my pretzel real quick. I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> yeah. I've seen zero. I went in bone dry. So yeah, yeah you went in raw zero. dogging this series. You didn't see any of the other movies and you didn't see right. any of them. I, I saw I, nothing. Yeah, I saw Man of Steel um, when that came out in theaters. Uh, I saw Suicide Squad for some fucking reason. That was it. Um, I hated uh, Man of Steel was okay. Uh, I hated Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman. I just heard Nothing but atrocious things. Um, right. Josh, if you want to explain your history with the uh, DCCU. Yeah, so I had seen... I think at this point I've seen everything except for Aquaman and... Which uh, I didn't even know new, existed until today. And the new Wonder Woman, the second one. 84, Wonder Woman yeah. 84. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen either of those, but I've seen all the others, which is Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, uh, Wonder Woman, Shazam. Oh, I forgot about Shazam. See, and that sounds like one of the ones that I would actually want to see. Shazam's I feel fine. Like it's, yeah, that's it's, what I've heard. It's actually enjoyable. The first Wonder Woman and Shazam, I think, are the only two like that are even remotely worth watching. Because the other ones, I think, are Suicide Squad. Oh, Birds of Prey, which is like came out last year. Yeah, I guess. Which was, I guess, sort of. It was. I didn't love it, but it it could have been like a lot worse. A waste worse. of time to me. Um, all of these seem no like offense, a waste Josh. of time. It, yeah. <laughs> I like it's really morbid curiosity that keeps me watching them, which is not a good reason to watch them, but it is a reason. I mean, we are here talking about it out of <laughs> yes. morbid curiosity. Uh, yeah, you we know, did just we, watch a four-hour movie. We, we, we must be the last curiosity. content creators on the internet to be discussing the Snyder Cut at this point. Everybody's already had their, you know, their take at it, their shake at it. And now the Thought Cops are finally here, or the Fire Bros, whatever, <laughs> to, to finally give our definitive review of uh justice league the snyder cut yeah but um so not even talking about the dc universe but just in terms of the snyder verse um i had seen man of steel around the time it came out i didn't see it in theaters but i saw it soon after and then i saw batman versus superman in theaters knowing it was going to be terrible just morbidly curious needed to know just had what to waste it was. your money on that uh honestly and, and we'll get into this later but <laughs> I I kind of love Batman versus Superman, not in terms of it being good, but in terms of it being like enjoyably bad. Like I find it like to be kind of a fascinating movie. You see, my issue with this <laughs> is, you know, for, like I I love a horrible movie like The Room, Pandemic, right. Trolls Two. Oh, you know, horrible movies, very fun to watch. This was a horrible movie that had so much money funneled into that, you know, could have like solved the fucking coronavirus right, crisis. Right, the, course, you know, if we just yeah. put that money into anything else. And, and so much hype, too. Yes. And that's what I was kind of thinking because so uh, the Justice League movie came out. I didn't realize it was as old as it is. It came out in 2017. Right. And, and I saw that around the time it came out. Too. This came out like this year, 2021. Yeah. The uh, Snyder Cut. So for years 
And there was always this like hype around it, like release the Snyder cut, release the right. Snyder cut. This is what they wanted. <laughs> who this, like, this is absolutely they, what they wanted. The who people who were asking this, for this crap. Cut, absolutely. That's what I was saying. Like earlier, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Do people like this? Like it, whether it's like I'm out of the demographic or anything, it's like I have a hard time believing even like kids or teenagers like this. Like I feel like the only people who like this is a very, very, very niche demographic of fucking losers who wanted this movie <laughs> i i don't disagree with you because as i'm sitting here watching it i'm just like there's people out there that want like we were talking about like oh every once in a while they'll drop a reference to something else that happens in some comic book and that there's a handful of people that like look at that reference but everything else is just like i feel like there's no humor in it there's no joy in it there's no like Every scene feels like just a cliche scene where people just say cliche lines to each other and play out cliche ideas and that we have to have we we have to watch it time and time again play out with everybody before they all get together and we don't know what their purpose is for getting together just that they have to get together well maybe then, josh could actually explain a little better because i know you were giving us a little bit of insight as the movie began because like uh grant and i are not as up to date on the movies so i know right. you were saying like oh this is like this takes place from the end of batman versus superman um yeah. um so yeah, so just to explain what I did recently is I hadn't seen, I'd only seen Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and the original cut of Justice League once. So I rewatched all of those. Man Ugh. of Steel, and not just the three of them, but I watched Man of Steel, I watched Batman vs. Superman, the theatrical cut, and then the Ultimate Edition, and then I watched the theatrical cut of justice league before we watched this um i feel sorry for you man yeah man so man of steel i also when i originally saw it back around the time it came out i also didn't hate it i remember hearing a lot of hate about it and seeing it and being like that wasn't good but like it wasn't as bad as i had heard people making it out to be we got the chat chat is here for you man they're saying self-harm is not okay Josh. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to talk you down from this it's too late guys it's too late it's over the, that's a good thing though is it is over i will never watch any of these movies ever again i'm glad that i didn't watch any of them <laughs> i'll be completely honest and i get that like there's probably some people that hear me say that and go like oh well you didn't watch any of them like you should have like no. no it should be coherent it should be cohesive like what the fuck are these orc guys what the fuck why do i care about anything and like kevin said like um as we were watching it we're watching it and kevin keeps going where's the joker where's the joker why the <laughs> fuck do i care about the joker when there's this like well he was army yeah. of, like super fucking bugs super bugs that are just like flying around destroying planet to planet to planet like why the fuck do i give a shit if joker's in this or not like we're so far beyond well, he, that he was so prominently featured in the trailer you know i was like <laughs> right that was a big feature is like jared leto is back as oh, the man. joker and he's we'll, good this time yes we'll, we'll get to no his cringe tattoos movie. unbelievable <sighs> um but yeah what i was gonna say about man of steel is rewatching it this time holy fucking shit i couldn't I it's the 
by far the most boring of all. In I mean, this There's definitely a lot of boring. This Superman definitely gives it a too. run for its money because <laughs> because of just how long and how dragged out so much of it is. But Man of Steel is just so generic and right. bland. And nobody gives a good performance in it except for maybe like Russell Crowe. It's like, it's really terrible. These movies are just like um, guzzling down flavorless paste for like right. several hours at a yeah. time. Yeah, especially with the length of the. I mean, this was like this is any t- like with all of the superhero movies coming out and shit like that. And you know, I keep saying like I don't want to watch any of them. I don't want to watch any of them. This. Has been watching this has been my greatest fear come to realization. <laughs> Absolutely, it definitely exceeded all expectations of it, how it horrible me it away. was. It for me. absolutely blew me away. And, and Dilbert <laughs> brings up a good question, which is: Did we watch the Snyder cut or the Gray Snyder cut? We watched the normal one, yeah, because I don't know if I could have handled the black and white one. But like, here's the thing too: is I feel like the black and white one is the correct way to watch this just because it feels so cliche and so like (laughs) cut and paste that it's like putting a black and white instagram filter on something and calling yourself a photographer right and that kind of brings me to a point too with Zack snyder as a creative person in general he's bad like i do think that he he kind of like understands the layout and how things should look and how they you know from he's like an ai bot that's what i was gonna think too because this the movie is shockingly similar to the mcu franchises like where it's like we have to collect the shapes to beat the bad guy and the bad guy also wants the shapes and colors too (laughs) and it's like i know josh you brought up a point where it's like this came out before uh avengers endgame However, and a, not that War. long before, in B, Avengers, the MCU movies had started doing this plot right. in 2008. Right. So right. they knew exactly. Yeah, they knew what was coming. They knew what plot the Infinity Gauntlet plot was being done. Right. And At decided least like, that to movie do a plot was like that's exactly fun in its own right. But it's like this was just <laughs> like, a, like you said, Grant, like an AI bot was trying to recreate it. And yeah. it was just like they were like, again, trying to play catch up with the Marvel movies where it's like. Most and it's like I know we've already you know everybody knows like oh you know Bruce Wayne's parents get killed yada 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 he becomes Batman but it's like I know we are tired of seeing it maybe they're just deciding to stop making the movies in general but you can't just start a new franchise skip over everybody's backstory or just shove right. it all into one movie like they were shoving right. the Aquaman like the, we know there's an Aquaman movie that came out after this but they were shoving every fucking backstory into the movie and it was just a yeah loaded disaster because they didn't they didn't have the patience or the time to build up all of these characters the way the mcu did over like what like 10 years or something and like before infinity war is that you don't even need to do that you just have a guy come in and be like hey i'm cyborg let's get started and you're like okay yeah let's fucking let's get started let's go instead it's just this fucking long boring like just here's the character he's a robot man have him blow things up i don't know that'd be fine but it's like all it was was just like mumbling and like hans zimmerman or hans zimmer-esque i don't yeah i don't think there was hans zimmer but it was it's not they were going for that thing and it was just like this generic slop just the whole thing again feels like the this this is the the finish line for like art and yeah. cinema. This is just the end. And again, I am not someone who is like quick to be like, 
oh, I fucking superhero movies are what you know, the end of the world. I don't hate them. I don't particularly like them. I was saying in the right. Discord today where I there's a lot of superhero content I wish I could enjoy more of because right. you know like, I feel like there's even so many like what if superheroes were dark kind of things now too. Like I love right, the boys, right. you know. Then we get the Watchmen movie, the Watchmen show, Invincible just came out, and apparently that's supposed to be good. But I can only handle like I can't take the fact that everything is superheroes now. It's like superheroes in a good or superheroes are bad, and it's just right. like everything is superheroes. And this is just like, the most generic, just straightforward take. Again, it was just like guzzling paste for four hours, right. and it was a <laughs> slog. It was horrible yeah i i don't i don't I, I would say like i there barely was a single good thing i could say about it i I do remember there was some i think the only positive thing i could really think about which i mentioned during the movie was i did like some of the costume designs like i really liked right, uh, like sure. the, the main villain steppenwolf had this cool like uh armor he was wearing where it almost looked like it was made of like bullets or something right and but it looked it kind of breathed a little bit too which i thought i'm like oh, that's kind of cool looking but then it was like or Starlog was like this. We have to like collect the mother boxes. Warcraft character. Just like no depth. Right. None. All he was focused on was we, we have to collect the colors and shapes to beat <laughs> the bad guys. And <laughs> it was just nothing. Um, but yeah, I guess. God, I mean, the movie again was just a complete fucking disaster in every right. I, I thought. Uh, you know, I I I I I'm uh, remiss to even you know uh, uh, acknowledge the uh, the fucking costume design. So yeah, Batman looked kind of cool. Steppenwolf looked kind of cool. But then you have fucking like God, what was it? Like I'm trying to think. Um, there was like one that looked really bad in general. I can't recall off the top of my head. Cyborg was not the Cyborg. easiest to look at, man. Cyborg looks so bad. They could have j- just slap a metal plate on his head. He looked like unfinished. Yeah, and apparently, uh, and this might be what you're going to say, Josh, but like, uh, apparently in the other version, he looked like worse. And so this is like, oh, I don't know if this was better. I've heard people say that, but like, it's just too metal. It's just like, just make him metal. Just make him look like real. He didn't look real. He looked like a fucking uh, a floating head. Yeah, I think the only character whose costume I like, like kind of unilaterally is wonder woman's i think she's the only one who has like a good design and even then it was just pretty it was exactly what right. you'd expect yeah which right. is like that's fine yeah, it's nothing just, special i don't know and again i didn't see wonder woman but it was just the fact that people are like oh this is one of the good dc movies and it's like but the rest are crap right i'm not gonna waste my fucking time yeah, and you it, shouldn't it really <laughs> gives me a different sort of appreciation for other bad movies from other directors like yeah. all i can think is just like man Michael Bay might make really shitty movies, but at the very least, at the very least, he's like, you know what people like is boobs and explosions and fast cars and action scenes and explosions. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, those are fun. Well, I'll I'll be honest. It's funny that you say that because I I actually felt that way with this movie with other movies in the Snyderverse. Like, I genuinely think that batman versus superman comes off as like a work of art compared to this because this is 
so bad. I don't think I've been this miserable watching a movie. I was trying to think, like, I would rather watch the theatrical cut of Justice League, like, three more times than watch this cut one more time. Why do it all? I, I don't. I'm Why not do saying that the theatrical yeah, stop cut. Stop self-harming. I'm saying the theatrical cut is terrible. And I'm not saying going to watch it again. I'm just saying if someone held a gun to my head and said, Jesus either watch Christ. the theatrical cut three times or watch the Snyder cut one more time, I would take the theatrical cut. That's how bad this version was. I don't. And I was thinking, like, I would rather watch Rise of Skywalker than this. I was also comparing it to that because i feel like rise of skywalker also suffered from the same just like generic like go to place find shape but at least it's not four hours yeah exactly (laughs) i i i was thinking about how i don't think i've been this miserable watching a movie since ready player one wow i mean star wars is up there for me uh rise of scott or is it rise of skywalker rise of skywalker yeah that was bad that was bad but it was shorter and even ready player one it's like fuck it had a clear plot line of like get the three things like get to the end of the game win and it's just like man i can understand that like what the fuck was going on the fucking orbs the 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 fucking orbs or the boxes or whatever the fuck just like go find go find the shape and it's just like like why and like yeah i would definitely rather watch ready player one again than this again but i mean i think Ready Player One, I went into being like, this probably won't be very good, but whatever. And it was like so much worse and more bland and right. and like mind numbing than I was expecting it to be. Whereas Snyder Cut, like it was horrible having like sitting through this, but at least I braced myself for it. At least I kind of knew i was getting into a four-hour slog yeah i was i think i was the only person smart enough to take an edible before watching it so it was enjoyable but it was not good i there were certain parts that were so bad they were enjoyable actually there's only one and that was like a scene they added with the flash where he first shows up where he like saves that girl from the car i thought that was hilarious in what way like just the in how batshit horrible okay, like, was it like, was constructed because it was like, supposed to be like funny and that was what was something he, i want to touch on too ezra miller is the flash in this movie is one of the worst parts of the entire fucking movie <laughs> and he that's true the theatrical horrible. cut as well dude horrible i'm not like sjw about this type of stuff but it, his depiction was like offensive like i was watching him and I was like, this is offensive. So you think like, he was like supposed to be... So he's sort of like an awkward kind of caricature and what that you thought that he was supposed to be autistic? Like, like far beyond autistic, like R-worded. Because I, I it saw it more like... A, it was, it was kind of like that like new Star Wars movie kind of humor where, like I think I said during the movie, was like, oh, you shoot first, or I go shoot first. And it's like, they're all kind of pretending to be like Seth Rogen kind of humor like oh you're gonna do this oh, okay, okay, okay. see i kept i kept comparing it to uh big bang theory yes because, like there was the one time where he's talking and talking and talking and uh jason moma's character um aquaman goes oh uh, why don't you say that in english poindexter oh my god i can't i couldn't yeah, believe, i couldn't believe that it like <sighs> the fact <sighs> so going into this the, man, the theatrical cut of this movie is 
on its own such a mess. It's a it's a like tonally incoherent, aesthetically bad. It's like it clearly feels like it was cut to shit. It felt like there was like one movie that was made and then the studio came in and just ripped it to absolute shreds and turned it into like a Frankenstein's monster. But watching this version, this bloated four hour version where I want to say like 99% of the material that was added for this version felt like multiple times worse than anything that's in the theatrical cut. And it blows my mind because I just pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes page for this for Zack Snyder's Justice League, specifically the Snyder cut. Right. It's got a 71% based on almost 300 reviews with the consensus being from what I've seen that critics seem to think that this is most of what I've seen is they're not saying that it's good, but they're saying it's better than the theatrical cut. Those people, these critics are insane. Well, and again, like, I don't don't understand how you could sit through this absolute fucking mind numbing monstrosity of a movie and think that this was somehow an upgrade on the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut is flawed and not a good movie by any stretch. But compared to this, like, this made it look like this made me think like, wow, like the studio might not have made a good movie out of this garbage, but they at least made a tolerable movie compared to what would have happened if Zack Snyder had had his full vision realized like he has here. It just that's where I feel like the the very concept of like a director's cut is like such a bloviated thing. Um, what's his name? I think H Bomber guy did a really good video on like the concept of director's cuts and how they're just they're good marketing. That's all that it is, is like a fucking marketing term at this. Buy point. the movie again. See the movie again. Right. Exactly. And like part of me. So, again, I haven't seen the theatrical cut, so I can't like base any of my criticism off of that. But <laughs> Like, part of me feels like fucking that Zack Snyder watched, like, The Irishman and was like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of depth and, like, I think people like that it's longer because you could sort of, like, draw out these storylines and so much, it had so much more meaning and it's just like, man, The Irishman wasn't even that necessarily fantastic. (laughs) I don't don't think any movie should be four hours long. He took all of the wrong... Like the Lord of the Rings extended cuts are the only things that I've seen that are that long that are like acceptable. It was like all of the worst parts of all of these movies that we're talking about, like any superhero movie or at times it felt like a Lord of the Rings movie where it's just like battle sequence. And you're like, but why are they fighting this battle? Who are fighting these battle? Why are they fighting this battle? What's this over? Why do I care about any of this? Who are these people? The mother box. Forget the mother box. (laughs) So the stuff that they added for this as someone who has seen the theatrical cut and just watched it recently, like last week, the, I want to say the vast majority of stuff that was added to this, that pads out the running time, isn't even like 
new material. I mean, there definitely is some new material and we'll talk about it, but the majority of stuff that makes this version longer is he took certain sequences, left them like plot wise exactly the same, but just stretched them out like, like, like he just grabbed them on both sides and just fucking pulled as hard as he could until it was this like massive bloated scene that's like three times as long, but nothing actually happens that doesn't happen in the theatrical cut. There's a few sequences like this, like uh, right at the beginning of the movie, there's there's a scene where Steppenwolf gets the mother box from... Themyscira or whatever Dude, the I'm fuck the island is. I'm going to be completely honest right now. You talking about how long <laughs> it is is giving me anxiety. Yeah, I'm like, like we've ups. already sat through the movie, and there, I feel like there's only so many ways we can say like, yeah, they made it really long. That as you're talking about this, I'm just like, okay, could you get to the end? Could you just fucking say what you're going to say? Yeah, they that sequence is like. 10 minutes long in the original movie and this right. one it feels like a half hour like and, and all he does is add like extra shots that weren't in it that don't add anything like there's this whole sequence of like the building falling off the cliff that's that's basically what like the sort of thing that he added to that sequence it doesn't really add anything it's just like more pretty garbage to look at I wouldn't even call it pretty. Exactly. (laughs) And he also, I noticed this, made slow-mo shots, shots that were already in slow-mo in the original cut and made them even slower. There's a shot Uh, of like when one of the Amazonians is sliding under a door. I feel like that he... He like made that shot twice as slow. <laughs> I mean, he is stuck at thirteen years old. Like he is like a a, a pre adolescent. And again, not in a fun way. Like Michael Bay is like thirteen in a fun way. He's just like yeah, boobs, fast cars, big explosions. It's just like, dude, more. Just do that. Just do. Just have Michael fucking Bay direct this. It would have been funner. <laughs> it would have been better. I think like it, it, honestly, maybe he's. If somebody else could write them, maybe like he could just yeah. I, and then even yeah. then, it's like you talk about the slow motion, all this other crap. It's just like you know, I I don't fucking like this guy at all. I think I was saying this. I was like going over what I would fix about Batman versus Superman in the Discord at one point. I'm sure some of the people in the Discord remember this. Um, and I genuinely think Zack Snyder has the ability to be like a passionate filmmaker who cares about what he's making i just don't think he belongs in the director's chair he doesn't belong anywhere near a script or anywhere near actors i should have his job i i i feel like he can work alongside like a cinematographer and like give like notes on visual aesthetics but with strict supervision because i do think he's capable of creating like cool interesting visual moments he just also is capable of creating really ugly garbage shit as well and i feel like if you had someone like like treating him like a baby and like having having the like editors cut basically over him they could take his ideas and mold them into something worthwhile 
Um, Which is where I think that like director's cuts are bullshit because it's just like just because you're the one person doing this job, like you you have to have people telling you no, and you have to have people reining it in and just going like, man, yeah, this is like megalomania. Yeah. It's just this guy, like this comes across as a selfish, the, the, bloated, yeah. like look at me. The whole concept of like an artistic vision that is like so like purest that it it goes through the lens of just this one person and this one person has the vision is complete bullshit. Many people worked on the movie. Everybody made it possible. And I'm not saying like, I don't know if this is exactly sort of what happened with Zack Snyder's ego or anything like that. I make no prescriptions of that, but just the, the very concept and attitude towards people saying like, Oh, it's the Snyder cut. Like it's his vision of what the it was bullshit. It was terrible. Well, I, I have a theory about this movie, about the Snyder Cut. And in order to say it, I have to say, like, about Batman versus Superman, I watched the Ultimate Edition of it to see, because I've heard people say, oh, that version's better than the theatrical cut. And it it is barely, but, like, it doesn't make it anywhere like near DLC a better patches. movie. Like, they have to go back and... <laughs> Oh, we fucked up this multi-million dollar blockbuster. <laughs> but it's like, even for that, that that actually feels like a real, like a, like a more traditional director's cut, because they really actually added stuff in that had been cut from the original movie. It's not adding in new shit that he shot. Um, it actually adds some stuff in that does actually make certain scenes, like, make more sense. Doesn't make the plot any better. Doesn't make the writing any better. It just, like... Is one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, I guess this sequence makes slightly more sense than it did before. Sure. So, in, in, in that movie, as terrible as it is, I don't feel like Zack Snyder, like, phoned it in. I feel like everything that's in that movie, like, he deliberately crafted and... and it, <sighs> It's a bad movie, and the choices that are made on a script level and the acting performances, like the decisions he makes are terrible. Yeah. But they're very deliberate, and he has a vision, and it makes sense. Um, This movie, I feel like what happened is there were a bunch of people clamoring for a Snyder Cut that didn't exist. This right. version of this movie did not exist. <laughs> yeah. You can't before. say that it existed when he made a bunch of reshoots. Right. Like that's so, not a cut. What happened is Warner Brothers or I guess that's who it is, Warner Brothers and the gave, Warner sister <laughs> gave him gave went to Zack Snyder said, "Listen, we'll give you man, I I feel like we could find out what the budget for this cut was but they just dropped a fucking like truckload of money at his house and said make a snyder cut (laughs) and what he did with that money instead of being like oh i'm gonna write a new version of the script that is significantly better he could i don't think that he could have just redone the whole no that would have been too much (laughs) no we already have another suicide squad reboot but like we can't have (laughs) a full new Justice League. It's like, a I'm complete sorry. disaster. Yeah, and they like, didn't, the whole I don't production. Think, I don't think they wanted him to either, because uh, we'll get into this too, but I I don't think... It's so funny how balls deep this version goes in on, like, 
potentially continuing into the future, even though I think Warner Brothers had ma- has made it extremely clear that they have no intention of following like Snyder Snyder's cut. vision going forward. Like they've already moved past and kind of retconned it. And I don't think they have any intention of like going back to his vision uh, for movies going forward. Snyder Seven, cut was seventy million dollars. Seventy million dollars over the three hundred million that was there. Uh, thank you, Dilbert. Really, yes, thank you. Um. So what I think he did with that seventy million is he went instead of adding substance to the movie. I'm just going to give a bunch of money to all of my actor friends and all of my um like cgi buddies to just make stuff like he just took all the money and said let's just make stuff and add it in and that's what this is it's the original theatrical cut with nothing of substance added and just a whole bunch of extra stuff which i think the 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 real the intent is just Zack snyder spreading the wealth around basically being like i just want to pay he's a bunch of good socialist and uh (laughs) dilbert text in the chat here says it's uh the adam sandler technique yes like adam sandler heats his friends together they make like seven netflix movies go on vacation right it's just a way for him to pay his buddies to do to make shit basically And that's that's what this felt like to me. Oh man! And the I, fact that anyone else doesn't see it I'm that like way tired blows of my talking mind. About I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's honestly upsetting me. Can we at least talk about the the last scene? Yeah, okay. Yes, the yes. <laughs> so again, I'm, I'm you know we mentioned at the top of the show that the Joker is prominently featured in the trailers for this movie. Oh, he's going to be in it. Like it was a big deal because you know Joker <laughs> with Joaquin Phoenix was a huge hit. Jared Leto's going to take a crack at it again. They're going to get rid of the tattoos and they're going to make him look right. Who fucking cares? So then he's in this. He doesn't come in till, and I'm not kidding you, the four hour mark of a four hour and five minute long movie <laughs> in a dream sequence. Yeah, literally. He Batman's was dreaming. having a bad dream. <laughs> and the Joker's in it. So I want to give. It's some- not even fucking happening. <laughs> so I want to give some context for this. In Batman versus Superman, there is a scene. I will. I'll try to make this as quick as possible. There is a scene. It's the most batshit scene in the movie. It's in the theatrical cut, and they don't change it in the Ultimate Edition, which blows my mind. Um, There's just a random scene out of nowhere where suddenly we're in like this dystopian future. This like like civilization has been destroyed, and Batman is is like. Like uh, fucking cyberpunk goggles. I kind of like his cyberpunk outfit. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's it's neat. Like it. <laughs> um, but he fights some bug people that are in this movie, and then he <laughs> the gets bug ca- people. He gets captured, and Superman like he's tied up, and Superman comes to him and is like, "You're the reason Lois Lane died," and he's like about to kill him, and then, um. Uh, Bruce Wayne wakes up at his desk but the scene's not over then the Flash this future version of the Flash comes through a portal we haven't met the Flash at this point by the way he doesn't show up until Justice League is like coming through a portal and like shouting some nonsense being like you have to 
change the future. You have Wait, this to is Batman versus Superman. From yeah. Oh, <laughs> you you have to. It's Lois. She's the key. You gotta stop it. It's really gonna happen. And then I shit you not, Bruce Wayne wakes up again. <laughs> he wakes up a second time at his desk, and and that's <sighs> it. That's like, there's no explanation for that scene. It never gets referenced again. It's not referenced in the theatrical cut of Justice League. But here, finally, in the Snyder cut, we get a callback to it. Um, And it still turns out to be a dream. At least, apparently, I do think... I, d I don't care. I think there's supposed to be an implication that it's like an alternate timeline and that Why he's like having a vision of it. I mean, I watched He's the trying movie. Trying to explain it. I watched the movie. But why? I don't care. I'm not saying I care. I just observed it. I mean, this is just <laughs> a complete. I mean, I don't know. It's just even upsetting to hear about. Just the fact that it's like there, there. It's just like this much money was wasted. All this yeah. time and effort and money to people who can't even make a coherent script or movie right I, I just think i just thought the scene was hilarious because yeah it represents something that we're never gonna see pay off again it doesn't give a satisfying payoff to something that already didn't have a satisfying payoff but the best part about it is definitely how horrible jared leto's performance is oh he's bad and it's, just like the it's fact as that bad as you'd hope it would be just the fact that he's in there at all and that there's there's level of like perceived importance or even right. i was thinking about this with <laughs> lex luther where lex luther is in the movie at the very beginning and then he's in for one scene about three hours in and he just sits there and he like sort of like has his fingers clasped clasped together and then he's he's saying like oh this thing that is bad that i am planning to happen it will happen and you're just like why is this important why does this need to be in the movie who the fuck cares what are you talking about <laughs> I would be interested to talk to somebody who liked it, just out of like morbid curiosity. I'm like, not. <laughs> what? Like, what did they see in this? Because even, it's, it, I, I, it's not even something like, oh, I can see how people, you know, maybe it's for younger people. No, it's like I can't imagine anybody enjoying this. So I was, I was live tweeting my experience of watching it, um, and there were like a handful, like two or three people that were like. Well, it is just sort of like it's a popcorn film. It's just like, oh, you see bright lights and big colors. Fucking Asterios <laughs> told me to watch it on a bigger TV. What? That it's, it's a bunch of cool fights and stuff. And it's like, no, <sighs> it's not. It looks like bad CGI Space Lord of the Rings. Like, I would say the Marvel <laughs> movies are like fun popcorn movies. This was just like... It was joyless. Also, yes. all of those fight sequences, like all of those big fight sequences are in the theatrical cut. So there's literally zero reason to watch this version of the movie if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> and they were just they were like bad and they were pointless and there were too there was too much going on. It was too convoluted. It was too much visually on screen when there's so much happening. It's like it's where you would look at something like Game of Thrones and like one character like fighting another character or some of the bigger battle scenes and you're just like I appreciate that because, like, there's tension. You know what's going on. You know who's involved. You know what's at stake. Uh, like, the choreography is good. This is just like, they all just look like CPUs set to fight each other. Like, I can't describe it any, any better than that. It reminds yeah. me of the one game where it's like, what happens if you have 100 Shreks 
fight 100 minions <laughs> and you like set it and you watch it play out like that's what the fucking fighting in this looked like yeah it was awful yeah any final thoughts before we give our i hated it this, yeah there's not fire bright enough in the universe yes. to burn this with I, yeah, I, this I, is one of the worst things i've ever watched and like i i couldn't recommend it even on the most generous like Oh, good together so with your friends. Bad, good. Yeah, I no. didn't have fun with you guys. I'm gonna Absolutely. be honest. Like, I <laughs> we were all suffering together, right? And I don't know if that helped or hurt, but like, we were just like every like ten minutes, like one of us would be groaning. Yeah. Oh, dude there there was one moment where like you gave like a sigh of relief that something was over, and you looked at the screen and something happened, and you like laughed. when they kicked out when oh they kicked God, Steppenwolf's head into that portal, and like another he- another foot's on top of it. You're like. No, <laughs> another bad guy. Uh, I mean, really, just fucking gutter is, trash. Is there something worse than burning? No, I mean that's it. We Can just you... destroy it. It's destroyed. No Covered longer my own good fecal <laughs> matter is a uh, f- uh, flame ignition. Just... Yeah, it's not really punishment. It's just like either get rid of it or keep it. That's the basic premise. I'd say get rid of it. Yep. There's nothing redeemable about Done. this. The only thing that's important is like to take its fucking decapitated head and stick it on a pike outside of the castle for everyone to see. Like, don't fucking look at this anymore. Right. Like, this is what happens. Do you see what happens as a warning? Yeah. I mean, I think it's hilarious that D- DC and like Warner Brothers basically saved their hides by completely abandoning <laughs> this vision. <laughs> like, this is them like paying out Snyder, being like, cool. You get to do this and and you're done. We're we're done with it. <laughs> let's move on though. Um yeah, to let's just talk about uh Bad Trip. Yeah. Uh okay. this is the Eric Andre movie on Netflix, uh Bad Trip, which I actually didn't really know about till it was released. I they heard a little bit it of a it. long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it was like pre-pandemic. It was supposed to come out last year. Yes. Um uh yeah, so Bad Trip is uh it stars Eric Andre and uh, fake Hannibal Burris. Yeah, uh, I, I forget yeah. the guy's name. He, he's funny. I don't mean to disparage him. He is funny, but you could tell that that part was written for Hannibal, and that mm. they were like, I think Hannibal just like was like, I don't want to do the Eric Andre show. Yeah, anymore. I don't know what's don't going know on with Hannibal. Why anymore, or what? Or he's what a, yeah, he's in the Hannibal's in like the first half of the recent Eric Andre show season. So yeah, I mean, it's it's um. It's a classic uh, spoof, not really a spoof movie. You know, it's like a prank movie. I don't know what you would really want to say. It's yeah. it's like Borat. Yeah. You know, if you, it's very very similar to yeah. Borat. There's like a, right. a loose plot. There's these uh, public pranks and stuff. It, it feels very similar, at least to me. It felt very similar to uh, a long episode of the show, like the Eric Andre show. Right, which, right. I'm big. I'm a big fan of the Eric Andre show. I like it a lot. Um, I haven't watched all the new season. I, I don't think I enjoy it like maybe like quite as much as I did maybe if, you know several years ago. Uh, but I would say you know I, I think Eric Andre is like very funny. I agree. And the shit in this movie is uh, there's a lot of gold in this movie. I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like I there were a lot of parts that I really did enjoy, and that also I do I also felt like a long form narrative didn't feel like it fit like the, yeah it felt kind of a little forced but like it felt yeah. it just ha- it's a, it felt like a necessity for the movie to exist so the the, the whole plot of the yeah. movie is uh they like uh the fucking the other guys I, you know they 
Eric Andre's character is in love with this girl from his high school that comes to their town in Florida to visit. And like, she's like, oh, I'm in New York, you know, and maybe if you're around, you can say hi, whatever. So he's like, I'm going to New York, you know, I'm going to go see her. I'm going to confess my feelings. Right. And then they steal his, his, uh, his friend, the sidekick, they steal his friend's sister's car. And she is like this like criminal. She's, you know, in jail. She escapes from jail. And it's just like a, you know, a road trip movie backdrop to a bunch of just really, really funny pranks. Um, which the first one made me laugh a lot was like, he, it just, the movie opens with like, immediately you're in a prank where he's like working in that uh right, car yeah, dealership yeah. and he's doing mm-hmm. the cars cleaning with the big vacuum hose that just sucks off his entire right. um his entire jumpsuit mm-hmm. and just the reactions from people was very funny uh I, I, to get this out of the way I, I will say what i really appreciated about the movie what set it apart from something like borat was they could have very very easily gone for an angle of Look at how ignorant these people are. Look at how intolerant these people are. Look at how stupid we're making these people look. Right, right. And the movie didn't do that really at all. It was honestly, everybody was like pretty fucking chill from all different kinds of backgrounds. And everybody, like, I mean, they were getting a little bit like, you know, caught up in the the narratives that they were like spinning behind the scenes. But nobody was like, there weren't, there was no like horrific shit really that you might see in Borat that people do. And that's what, yeah, they weren't doing it at the expense of the people who were involved. And also Borat is like finding situations, you know, he goes to fucking CPAC and this, which also like is what I appreciate about Borat is the fact that it was like, there is a through line and there's a point to it. Whereas it's just like, okay, the, yeah, like you were saying, like, oh, the whole thing about, oh, he's asking this girl out just is necessitates the movie in the same way that, like, the Tim and Eric movie. It's just like, oh, yeah, we bought them all. Let's do And a I feel movie like that was, like, thing, in, in a way, like, that felt like they were almost making fun of the necessity. Like, they just right. had this horrible, stupid plot where yeah. <laughs> that was the joke behind it, where this was, like, not so much aware in the same sense. Right. However, I didn't hate that aspect of it. Again, it felt like a long version of the show. Right. The show doesn't need a plot. It's just a goofy fake talk show with right. these cutaway segments. And I feel like it makes a lot more sense in that structure. Mm-hmm. The cut, 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 very quick, very fast paced, chaotic editing from like right. Doug Pound and other people who yeah, work on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this. And I think it's like definitely like weak in terms of Eric Andre's work and like stuff like this that he's done. But I also really appreciated what it was trying to do. Like, while I was watching, I was like, man, this is really dumb. Like you said, the plot is super shallow. It's like the most simple fucking plot you could imagine. And the the stuff that is, like, clearly scripted is, like, definitely the most, like, forgettable stuff in the movie. Yeah, right. Um, But that said, it's still, it's it's enjoyable. Like, the way they execute it is good. It's interesting because... Like you were, or you guys were comparing it to Borat, and in Borat, there's a bit more freedom because he's setting up situations, but then letting them go basically in any direction that they go. Whereas in this movie, they clearly had like ideas of where they needed scenes to go and end up. Yeah. So they were like pulling these pranks and including people's real reactions as part of the movie and their behavior as part of the movie, but had to it they had to put in a lot of work to make sure that things like stayed on the rails and that the scenes went in the directions that they needed them to go for the plot 
which on one hand kind of neutered the pranks a little bit because they didn't have as much freedom to let things get as chaotic as they could. But on the uh, other hand, it I heard was, some I heard some crazy stories. Yeah, well that's yeah. Well, I, I was just going to say on the other hand, they it was impressive how they managed to make it work that way. Okay. But I think to what you were maybe about to say is at the end of the movie during the credits, they kind of show how they did like a bunch of different takes of all of these right, scenes right. which makes sense. They like they like set up the scenarios and ran them with a bunch of different people and well, then used say, like, and did, then like used the best takes basically. He did almost get stabbed. Oh, right. and you see that in the film. The too. guy comes out yeah. with a knife and yeah. it's like they and they they had like that code word or whatever. I forget what the code word was where they had to like, if it was going like in a really bad direction. Right. But there was a part where yeah, he almost like, he mm-hmm. did say he almost got stabbed and like I was waiting for that part in the movie. I'm like, oh, and that guy comes out with the fucking like right, right. switchblade out of the uh, convenience store. Um, but one thing that's funny to me is like some of what I, what I like about Eric Andre is like, I mean, his pranks do go pretty far, but they're not like, they're not harmful per se, but I do feel like some of the stuff could, like, even when you say, oh, it was just a prank, you know, it's just a joke. I could see that it could be, like, traumatic in some sense, like that when he's sticking his, his hand gets caught in the blender. <gasps> yeah, and there's blood yeah. everywhere. And now they've done that in the show, too. But right, it's like people there, like, it's like. Yeah, they find out later on it's fake, whatever, but... Imagine he, you just think that that's just what had, like... You know, you can't just erase that even though you find right. out. It's just like that shock is, like, still in you, you know? Mm, right, yeah. And that's... It, it's really, really funny, but it, like, I, I do wonder, like, you know, some some of the stuff he does, I, I wonder, like, the long-term impacts it has on people's mental health. <laughs> right. I mean, like, <laughs> I keep thinking of the fucking gorilla rape yeah oh god that's like, definitely the one. dumbest thing in the movie it's the dumbest thing <laughs> and like it looks it looks like bad it looks like a selfie the but fact- also like what would you do if you were in that scenario and you saw that right. like i don't know if right away i would be like oh is that a person like i don't know i don't know what i would think so i feel overall i did really enjoy the movie it was you know, I, I would say like it was, you know, I compare it to Borat. It felt like a little more generic than Borat. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of like don't really care. Like it felt like it felt what I needed in this time. Again, it was just it's always nice to get these movies like these high quality, funny movies just dropped on a streaming service. Hey, there there it is. Have at it, you know. And it's just yeah. like, oh, this is kind of exciting. You know, it's, I don't have to, you know, it's the one silver lining of this whole shitty situation we're in with the pandemic. but. I, I, you know, it was nice to, because I, to be honest, when I, I, I saw the promo for it, it, I was like, I thought it was a whole like scripted movie. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of stupid. I thought it right. was going to be like, right. bad trip, you know, like drugs. <laughs> and then it was just like, wish if there is a scene for that. But it, it, I was like worrying it was going to be like, and this is like Eric Andre is just kind of doing some like really lame, like right, scripted right. comedy. Mm-hmm. But no, I was, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised that it was not that. And um, yeah, I just yeah. kind of felt bored by it. I don't know, not okay. as bored as the Snyder cut, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yes, but yeah. I, I don't know. There were like redeeming factors, and there were times when I sort of laughed out loud. But like, 
yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel all that much like, you know, again, not to focus too much on the plot shit or anything like that, but it just, it does make me wonder, like, why do you, why even have a plot? Like, I just, what, it just do, like, I get that you have to have it, but I just very much so was very bored by the entire premise. And I I feel like some of the pranks just didn't really redeem things and stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I, I feel like, like sort of packaging that stuff as one way versus another. It's like, I feel like I get more out of watching like a fucking episode of Candid Camera where people are doing like, oh, goofy shit. And, and again, whatever. like that's for the show. There is actually a show for this. Yeah. Long form of that. And it was just like, yeah, do I really want long form of that? Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I felt like the plot was like them trying to experiment with the prank format. Cause I like, we have seen movies like Borat and stuff like that, but I don't feel like we've seen something that tries to keep the pranks within like the parameters of a pr- plot as sure, like strictly as this did. True. And I, and I appreciate that they tried for it. I, it's like, I, I wouldn't say to go into it with like super high expectations, but I would definitely recommend it to fans of Eric Andre. It's funny enough. Yeah, definitely. I definitely, had a lot of like laugh out loud moments in it even if when i was laughing i was like man that's this is dumb <laughs> yeah i mean i would say yeah overall um like to mention the plot again one more time was i i think like borat 2 did the plot really well like i remember being like this is like surprisingly good you know right, for right, a prank yeah. movie and for them to write around the coronavirus too was also yeah, like incredible yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I think like it's been a while. Honestly, I, I, I would say I liked it a lot just because I haven't, there hasn't been like a really funny, good modern comedy movie in a while besides Borat 2. Um, so and I feel like we've been in need for that in a while. You know, it's like maybe the short form thing does lend itself better to the format of Eric Andre's style and humor. Right. But, you know, I, I like Eric Andre a lot. It's cool to see him, you know, get the success he deserves with this movie. And just overall, I, you know, I, I enjoyed a solid comedy movie, you know, because it's been a while. So I would say that I would put it in the library, personally. Um, it's Again, it wasn't like fucking amazing, but I mean, I feel like it was what it had to be. And I laughed sure. a lot. I did, you know, I had a good time. Yeah, I, I would support library for it yeah i'm gonna say like put it on the cart okay just because it was like yeah i mean i i didn't expect anything out of it and i was like greeted with that response which was like yeah you didn't expect anything and here's what you didn't expect and i'm like this is exactly what i expected (laughs) makes sense yeah i don't like it it didn't do all that much for me speaking of uh what you could possibly expect from something that's strange uh, let's talk about Ma. Mm-hmm. This is a movie I suggested to watch because I saw the trailer for this movie, I think, before Get Out or something. Yeah, I think I remember being in the theater with you when we saw the or trailer us, for it originally. Been, yeah. And you being like, oh, that looks like it could be good. So this is like, I don't think I said that. Retconning it. Octavia Spencer, she's, uh, you know, she's in The Help and she was in, uh, I think, The Shape of Water and some other movies. You know, mostly thoughtful roles, I would say. Right. Uh, this is like a very weird movie. It's a horror movie where and I, uh, she plays the character Ma. 
And I who, think her point was to like get away from some of that typecast, which which I get, yeah, I get, and I do think that she's like a good actor too. Yeah, like she's <laughs> good at what she does, and like she has, I think, a very good range, and it did show itself well in this movie. But like the movie, I don't think was like that good. <laughs> nah, unfortunately. Um, yeah so because she is very good and she's very impressive but uh, yeah and again i i I, no honestly yeah my my issue is absolutely not with her i think it was cool you know not to play the whole identity politics thing but i don't know that i've seen like there aren't really a lot of horror movies or or really a lot of movies in general where there's like a black woman is a villain right Mm. for whatever reason and i think it's cool they just kind of fucking went for it and it's yeah, all her it's, being black isn't really it's important not, it's to the not, plot at no, all. No, and I like it. That it's plays not, into yeah. it in very sort of oh, a, a couple times it's mentioned very yeah. very briefly. Mm. But like they, so she like she's like and this takes place in this like small town where it's like we follow these like high schoolers who are just, you know we're just high school kids we're just having the time of our lives we want to like, drink beer and stuff and they're trying to get people to pay for beer for them outside the liquor store so they can drive around in this fucking van and drink beer in a field because i guess that's what you do in ohio yeah um which okay i buy it and all their all their all their parents still live in the town so it's like it's a bunch of townies and their kids and everything uh and also ma is a townie so all the parents are the same exact age went to high school together right the same graduating year yes surprise surprise huh weird so ma is like ends up buying them liquor and she ends up like getting closer and closer to them. She's like, you know, if you guys want to just, you can just drink it at my house. You know, I got a basement. You can hang out. I got cool stuff. You can hang, you know. Oh, Ma's awesome. And like, nobody really thinks twice for the most part. Which is like one of the main things because I, I do feel like the movie starts off pretty weird. And there's sort of times where it like, it gets better in terms of it making a little more sense. Like it clarifies it. But at the very beginning where they're like, yeah, let's go hang out at this old woman's home. It's just like, no, yeah. nobody's going to do that. Straight yeah. to it. Yeah. No, I mean, they're teenager. dumb. They're dumb yeah. teenagers. You Not know? only they're that- dumb, but like <laughs> every teenager that I knew growing up with in high school or whatever, it's just like, hey, do you want to hang out with this old woman? No. <laughs> Why? Like immediately unbelievable premise. Like, yeah, she goaded him a little more. She could have did this. She she was just so much of a fun cool hip woman that like and they even talk about it like some of the adults are like yeah you're a fucking loser like they thought she was a loser she's just cool and hip because she but like i don't know i could i had a hard time getting over that as a premise i could suspend my disbelief up to the point of them like hanging out in the basement the first time but there's something that happens the very first time they're in the basement that like like oh om- like to me almost blows the whole thing where she she does like one of the craziest things she does the well i mean she does some insane things at the end right but for where it is in the movie is really insane she points a gun at one of the kids and forces him to strip in front of them. Oh, yeah. And he's 16. Yeah, and then she's just like, hi, it's a joke. The gun's not loaded. He's like fully naked in front of her and their friends, and they're all just like, oh, haha, it's funny. And it's none funny. of them were like, and oh, they, you're a pedophile. Like, I, like yeah. At that like, point, there's not even a small hint of an indication of like, that shouldn't happen. Like, come on. Like, 
even if they like are relieved and are like, okay, it was a funny joke. There's no way in hell they would ever go back there after that. I guess you just really want to drink beer in a basement yeah. somewhere, you know? Well, so, it sort of makes sense because a lot of them came from sort of broken homes too, from these people with it's like the loser dad who's out all the time and whatever, and the kids mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I hate my dad. I want to get away from him. It's like I sort of get it, but it's just like, so what do you do? You don't hang out with other adults. You hang out with like your friends or like I just I don't buy it. I just don't buy it as a fucking premise. I can't. Yeah. No matter how much I try and do. I can't get over people being like, yeah, we're going to go hang out at this 50-year-old black lady's house. What's so cool about her? I don't know. She drinks with us. She made one of our friends strip at gunpoint. Like, she's <laughs> cool. Like, no, no teenager is going to be like, yeah, awesome. Like, yeah. they could have done more. <laughs> they could have been a little less lazy with it. Because I think that the premise is sort of like, there's obviously been things throughout history where like, yeah, older people groom younger people. Like, there's some weird shit that happens. Like, but I feel like they didn't do the legwork. They were just sort of lazy with the premise. I think the premise would have been good if they did it right, and they didn't. They just were like, yeah, just suspend your disbelief. And it's and like it feels lazy. We also do find out that they or uh, that she has a daughter of her own, which she's like, like uh, gaslights into believing that she's like sick and ill and stuff and has right. yeah. he's a wheelchair. It's all very strange. Um, and it's like it's coming from this like place of insecurity from her own childhood where this is again where i where i i really didn't buy the premise was they're building up to this like this horrible thing that happened in the past yeah where you know all all the other parents are involved and it's like as far as like shocking things go in movies she just like went into like a closet with one of the popular boys and like they made out or something and then he came no, out uh think, she's giving a blowjob yeah and then he then like he came out and everybody was like laughing and it was like i mean okay or was it with the was it, it with a different person it was with a different guy so yeah it's like she i think had been meeting this one guy in there for i don't they don't really say how long but she had been meeting this one guy in the closet for at least a couple of times right and then one of the times that she goes in there, the lights are off and it's completely dark. She has to go in in the dark and can't see him. And I guess they have someone else go in there and she gives someone else a blowjob. And then when she comes out of the room, all like the whole class is in the hallway waiting and laughing. And they reveal to her that it was someone else. And basically they're, they're slut shaming her basically. Which is, I mean, like it's, it's a messed up thing, but it it wasn't like for the shit that she pulls. She takes it like a hundred times further. She like, staples a kid's mouth shut she paints the black kid white yeah yeah she She loses her fucking mind she kills a a bunch of people and it's like yeah to be like to be fair josh what you were talking about is like legitimately a a form of rape like it's non-consensual it is bad is it worth murdering like three people (laughs) in town and like doing all this crazy shit like they could i do feel like they could have built up a little yeah. bit, bit more with that and yeah. kevin to your point of having like a female black role they could have really gone into like hey these people bullied her they were racist they treated her like shit maybe they raped her multiple times maybe they did awful things maybe they like physically abused her constantly the and stakes just, were just not high enough they so could well, have, like, yeah turned her into this monster and we would have been like i think okay like i sort of get it but it was just yeah. like this one yeah this one incident didn't get me to believe enough that she's like 
mentally abusing and gaslighting her daughter that she's trying to not only kill the people that did it but also get back at their kids yeah i agree with you i think the movie tries to justify it by basically just portraying her as just completely like off her rocker like mentally ill but that's she like a is, lame excuse it's like yeah right. but she's crazy she it's is like, like okay. ptsd probably schizophrenic like she like i think it's like the movie is suggesting that it's a combination of this traumatic incident that completely ruins her like social uh outlook but also that she was like already kind of on the edge of mental illness. I mean, I mean, they kind of portray her it's young like, self as being like maybe slightly autistic or something. I didn't it's hard see to, that. I don't know. Like, I she, saw that she was like an outsider and that she was sort yeah. of like a little bit timid and whatever. But yeah, I mean, I and I, I think part of the more again sort of like offensive nature of that is to like yeah. look at the fact that like she was obviously a victim. And then to be to portray like a victim as being this level of vengeful, right? Like, didn't sit right with me completely. And it is one of those things where it's just like, if it wanted to be sort of like, uh, like a a chick version of, uh, what's the Keanu Reeves movie? Um, which one? The the one with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, yeah. The, John Wick. Oh. If it was maybe <laughs> she, not that, like a, not, not an that. action movie, but like a revenge film where it's just like, oh, these people in the past like raped me and I'm going to get back at them. Like fine, but the whole concept again of like she gets back at the teenagers, like and like the the animals and the like well, she's it's just like man, it's so kind like I feel like there's better ways of portraying like victimhood. Yeah. You know? Like, I will say, though, well, she's that... She's also portrayed as a villain. She's not... You no, were almost I, making I know, it sound like the, the movie is trying to make no, her seem, I don't like, think righteous. That it is, but I'm saying that, <laughs> that it's I'm not. saying that by not addressing that level of victimhood, right. that it's lazy writing. Sure. Not that it's, yeah, no, like, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It was very, yeah. very lazy writing. I agree. I would say, though, like, you know, I, I mentioned, like, fun bad movies i would say this was a fun bad movie i i right. kind of had fun I, watching I it i was that. like you know i was laughing a little bit i'm like what the fuck you know yeah, yeah the yeah. movie sucked okay spoiler alert didn't a like it followable plot it wasn't yeah awful. it wasn't fucking like guzzling flavorless paste for right. four hours but Ooh. it yeah. was it was um yeah i mean by the end it was fucking dumb she like <laughs> I mean, it gets really dumb where she ties the 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 main boy's father, who's the main boy who, or with the boy who antagonized her as a child. She ties him to a bed and replaces his blood with dog blood from the vet. But then just because slits his wrist, and then yeah, slits his wrist. It was wrist kind anyway. of confusing what she was yeah, trying no, to was, do. He slits his wrist anyway, <laughs> and then they both die in a fucking fire. Yeah, I. And she's just laying next to him, just like accepting death. This, which was weird this was a bizarre one <laughs> so very thank you very. Kevin. but uh I was, no. it was on my bucket list you know i had to see it yeah no but really i'm kind of glad you did because I, I was really frustrated with like the first hour or so of this movie like the whole first half maybe like two-thirds of this movie because it was i felt like it was taking itself pretty seriously but once it got into that like third act and shit just started going crazy and it got really over the top 
like I turned around on it and I started to have fun with it. And by the time it was because done, you didn't have an option but to, <laughs> you know, yeah. But by the time I was done, I wasn't upset that I had watched it. I was like, okay, as as like a B movie, which is clearly what it is, right? I don't know. It was it was fun. It was enjoyable. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't tell someone who is interested in watching it not to watch it. Like if you if you're interested in watching just like a silly b movie then you could do a lot worse than this like this was enjoyable it's unique at least i'll give it that i'll give it that much uh, i wasn't bored by it at any point at some points i was kind of bored by it but I, I would say that as far as my um my review final on it I, you know i said i didn't like it uh i would like to leave the movie in the house with her uh in the dog blood <laughs> and uh, and the guy with the slit wrists and just uh disperse among the flames and burn yeah. I, I would burn this movie very I, I didn't like it I, yeah yeah again i think octavia spencer is very likable yes and that like yeah. she was the redeeming factor but she was like the only redeeming factor and it can't just carry her talent the entire way you 100%. have to have a good ensemble it was just like the whole thing with the kids they were like, the kids are there's a lot of weird like you're fucking gay I'm fucking gay. <laughs> like stuff like we're gay but accepting. <laughs> it was like homophobic but also like pro gay like back and forth. So it was like what the fuck right. is this movie trying to say? Right. Yeah. Or even like the weird like oh, she wants to sit on your face, bro. It's like it's a middle-aged woman. Like it's weird. Like I I don't know. Yeah, it was very weird. Josh, what do you think? Um I don't know. I'm probably inclined to go whichever way you guys leaned with it's this. Your choice, man. I it's mean, it's all individual, you know. Also, don't pull on that too much. It's going to make noise. I know. Sorry. I, <laughs> um, I don't know. I could go either way with this. I, I enjoyed it enough that I'm not necessarily inclined to burn it, but I also feel like it it doesn't really it, belong in the library. It either. seems like you. I guess I would shard it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's fine. It's like everybody's up to their own choice, you know. Right. It, it seems like you definitely enjoyed it more than both Grant and I, and that's fine. You know? Yeah, but by the end, I did. Okay. By the by the time it was over, I was like, okay, that was that was fun enough. Uh, speaking of fun enough, though, let's move on to the final movie <laughs> of the movie four pack of Fire Bros for this month. Uh, private parts. Everybody, uh, don't get too horny. I'm not talking about um, genitals. Talking about the uh, Howard Stern biopic. Yes, it's based on a book, I think. Right, Grant? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which also like of the, the same book name came out pretty early. Like, yeah, called okay. Private Parts. Um, I think that the book cover art and the movie cover art are like almost similar. I think it's like him instead of in front of like the uh, Empire State Building, like mostly naked. Um. And yeah, the book was like a best-selling book and they were just like, you want to do a movie? And the crazy thing about Howard Stern's career is it's lasted for so long and it started so long. And like the part of the movie where he is like a sort of a Jew fro and a mustache, he's like 30. Really? Yeah. So he's like already pretty old. I thought he was in college, they said. He around that time he was in college but it took him a long time oh. to get his fucking career off the ground so he was like in his 30s by the time he started getting any level of success which is again where he is the jufro and the mustache um and then it's like he's still like on fucking serious xm and shit like that so it's crazy to think that this came out in 1994 that he had already hit that level of popularity so long ago yeah. and that they could like still make a movie about his like the beginnings of his career that long ago you know yeah, well, you know, the, you, you this mentioned movie came out in 94. 
this this movie did? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I thought it was like 96 or 97. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I I think so. Or at least the book came out in 94. I can fact check it real quick, but go ahead and say what you were going to say. Grant, you you want you suggest this movie to watch. Um, which I thought it was interesting because, you know, as broadcasters ourselves, I thought it was an interesting story. Right. Um, it, it, it was obviously from a different time, but you know, relatable in its own right. Like just the guy's trying to do his own thing, going, paying his dues, having to kiss ass, you know, all this other shitty stuff he's got to put up with. Um, oh, like the movie was fucking... 1997, but uh, the f- okay. I think the book came out like 94. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I would say like the first half, I kind of didn't like it though. Um, it felt very, I'm trying to think how to, how, how what I was thinking. I remember like thinking like, it felt way too self-congratulatory for me for a while there. And I think it wasn't really until Robin came in where I right, was like, right. oh, this is kind of interesting. And like, I, I think it really started to pick up the pace. And I and think that's where it clicks and where it's sort of like you can see him interact with other people and that like he genuinely wanted to do it like to get a rise out of Robin and to like get rises out of pe- like the people that he was working with as opposed to just right. doing it for his own sort of self-congratulatory and sense I, of it just ego. it felt like it, the the rest of the movie up until that point was asking us to come along with him where it felt like they they wanted us to be more sympathetic than right we could have been because i'm like the guy is acting like a fucking asshole it wasn't also, just- like howard stern is like a fucking asshole or at least oh, we were, yeah. back then he was so it was it was, I think, in character for him to be sort of up his own ass. Yeah, and it just, it felt like even the mere existence of the movie and the time it came out almost feels like, it feels like they were like a little bit too premature on like, let's tell this guy's life story while he's like right. red hot popular. And it's just, right, exactly. It, like, not looking back on with a lot of. Yeah, it wasn't like looking back on it. It felt very much like, I guess what I did feel was again when rob you know i know there's robin and the, the other guy that plays himself but everybody right. else's play in his life was played by like other actors and stuff and it, i'm like i guess it was starting to feel kind of cheesy i'm like because uh, i in my mind i was like thinking of like my general opinion of biopics was like yeah they probably conflated this and this is a you know this right. didn't really happen it just like you know i i you don't know how much of it to believe Although and it's all it, hammed up it does because he is like candid about his experience of shooting the movie and stuff like that and i think he says that like certain things were sort of like bent a little bit or like certain characters were sort of meshed together in certain experiences but for the most part i think it is like pretty much like oh when he got in like a physical altercation with his fight with, with his boss like when he got in a fight with his boss at one of the radio stations like actually did happen like they were like pulling the phone away from each other and shit like that and being like physically aggressive like some of that shit actually did happen which is like amazing to sort of document you know and i i believe it it's just the fact that it is a biopic always makes me more cautious just by nature of like how many have been completely embellished right you want to say something, Josh? You- uh, this this movie offended me <laughs> as a gay man. That thank you for this bringing that movie up. was offensive. There was like parts of the movie where <laughs> he would do that. That was like hell. You like it felt like that the, they were kind of wanting us to go along with him. Like yeah, man, do that fucking homophobic voice, dude. Yeah, fuck gay people, man. Like, right, that's what it right. kind of like. And it, like at a different time, whatever. But in the, it, it was just like the movie was like 
not aware of like i don't know man this is like offensive like this is a super not pc movie (laughs) well yeah and again like his rise to fame is being a shock right right absolutely yeah it made complete sense yeah it just it came across the movie was like met was assuming we'd be way more on his side than i feel like most people would be where it was like it was sort of like just bringing up the fact that it's like yeah this guy's rise to prominence was doing very offensive humor and stuff like that but Again, a little more from the side, because I know that, like, in later interviews with Howard Stern, especially recently, he'll be very open with, like, I was an asshole to this person. I wish that I wouldn't have been. Like, I have regrets for, like, some of the ways that I've acted and some of the stuff that I've done. And, like, at the end of the day, he was just trying to, like, connect with people and stuff like that. And, like, uh, like he talks constantly about how like he started going to therapy and how like therapies helped him and stuff like that and he's like a much more calm rational rational person but at the end of the day he's i think like from what i've heard him say in interviews is like a lot of the offensive stuff he would put out was to just like get a rise out of people get people to laugh get people to enjoy themselves and stuff like that and i think he's sort of come to terms with that a little more and i think that the point of this movie and him writing this book and giving people like sort of appear into his life and like you know creating this movie out of that book is to be like hey you know like i'm i am this guy that's like this egotistical narcissistic asshole but also like i do just want attention and you know sort of stuff and it's coming from like a very i think humanistic place which i think is an interesting like through line of yeah. trying to understand like who he is as a person and why he would make something like this and because I, it is yeah. like weirdly touching in certain parts you know too yeah i would say so i just feel like it didn't 100 percent read exactly how it seemed like they wanted it to be at some mm, points but overall right. like i know that was like you know the underlying theme mm-hmm. mostly um but it was it's an interesting story uh like you said, a lot of crazy, you know, there's some weird, crazy stuff that happened in his career that, you know, I, I would like to believe did happen. I, I do believe probably happened. I think most of it, or if there were embellishments, it was like just to like shorten for movie length, but it sure, sounded sure. like most things did. So. I mean, you know, and it is what it is, but I, I felt, you know, again, as like someone who is a broadcaster, I thought it was interesting. You know, I thought it was you know, because, I mean, for my own personal experience, I, you know, Thought Cops is not the first thing I've worked on. It probably won't be the last thing I work on. But, like, just, you know, I, I there has been a lot of, like, on a road to success, like, there's so much of bashing your head into a wall. Right, And right. just, like, you know, all then you got your relationship issues and your personal life, and it's just, like, all that's kind of happening at the same time, and it's, right. like, very difficult. And this movie was like, didn't shy away from that stuff. It it, it was like, yeah, damn, you know, it's just people don't always see the whole picture. And it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. And then like, yeah, just there's a lot of, you know, small successes that you think you have. Like even in my own life, there's all this like, sometimes I think back on certain stuff I forget about that even happened. Like wasting my time with these stupid fucking nothing events or jobs where i'm like right, right. hoping this would be something that would help me make my my fucking college degree worth something and just like leaving and being like depressed and being like well i don't know what i'm doing and that kind of stuff happened over and over and over and you know this movie again captures that very well i was really 
entertained by the movie and I came away liking the movie a lot. But I feel like I'm similar to you in that I came away from it not having a whole lot of respect for Howard Stern, at least the version of Howard Stern that made this movie. Yeah. Um, I think like you were saying, Grant, I, I also read after I did like some reading up on like stuff he's said more recently. And like you were talking about how he started going to therapy a bunch and like yeah. has kind of expressed a lot of regrets for ways he treated people in his life. Right. And a lot of that's more recent. Yeah. At the, yeah. At the time he made this movie, I kind of get the sense that he. Oh no! It definitely in was denial not. about oh, some of that stuff. Absolutely, I don't think that it was like trying to portray a picture, but I do think that it maybe it's not the fully fleshed out version of like the sixty-year-old Howard Stern we have now. That's mm -hmm. and again would have benefited more. from making the movie now as right, opposed right. to like then. But it's still sort of cool that it's like it he maybe got to wouldn't play have himself. been as entertaining. True. Yeah, if that was, was the case, though. I said it maybe wouldn't have been as entertaining if that was the case, though. That yeah. There was a certain energy to this movie that's kind of informed by what I think right. I'm talking about. Yeah. That there made is, it yeah. more enjoyable. And the time yeah. it came out, too, I think is important. I just, I came away with very mixed feelings about Stern, not just as a person, but also as a comedian. Like, there were things that I really enjoyed about his approach to being like a shock jock and the very like abrasive and confrontational way he basically like went to war with the people who tried to stop him from doing the things that he was trying to do right. like i i had respect for like the principle behind what he was doing i didn't necessarily find every like comedy bit that he was doing as part of that to be super funny <laughs> agreed I i'm right there with you josh right and i i do think that a lot of it is just that comedy sometimes just ages poorly too right. you know th and that they are digging up bits that are from like the late 80s early 90s right. and stuff like that and they're filming it in 1997 it's already probably a little aged at 1997 but then we watch it in 2020 and it's like yeah, this isn't, you know, yeah. where he's holding the the uh the megaphone up to the microphone and he's like, "Kill the white man. Kill him. Kill the white man." And yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, in in 1985. I was kind of cringing the way the other people in the in the radio booth were cringing right. at. But also that. like if if it's it 1985. Did, but it felt like they were like yeah. men, we were like, yeah, we're supposed to be on his side. Yeah. But to your point right, though, right. what frustrated me and this is not his fault is there are plenty of people who still act like that and do think that's very funny right, and cool right, to right. do. Uh, certain people... Oh, I will... Mm, never mind. <laughs> I, th I think some people may have uh, taken the wrong message from this movie. Oh, I absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the whole point of like why he was doing some of these bits is was because he was just like lashing out at people again that like mm -hmm. were sort of trying to control him. So he was just like, hey... You're going to tell me to do this. I'm going to go as far out of my way. Like, I don't even care about the audience. I care about you, the producer, fucking hating me. Mm -hmm. And like, I will do everything to sink the ship that you're on. And like, I will come out the other end of it. And again, like, I know Howard Stern, like, as, as a persona, has always come off as like very egotistical narcissistic like he hams up his own you know he called himself the the king of all media etc cetera, etc cetera. but like 
I do think that there's like a level of truth to that too, where you're talking about how like he is sort of unsavory. Like, I think that that's also true. Like that he's not a fully sympathetic character throughout the entire movie. He is like a prick, but he's just like sort of a prick that like you're a little more on his side going through some of this stuff than some of the pricks that he's like working under and stuff like that too, you know? Yeah, and I did genuinely enjoy some of the comedy bits that he does in the movie. Like, some of it I did actually find funny. Um, even some of the stuff that I cringed at, I was like, it's still, like, I can't deny that even though that's offensive, it's it's pretty, pretty funny. But uh, I think the stuff that aged the worst is probably, like, the stuff involving his wife in the movie, because... You get like every time his wife in the movie, who is played by someone other than his real wife, yeah. right, right. Um, anytime she expresses like annoyance or anxiety about something he's doing, like he acknowledges it, but then like the way he responds to it every time is kind of like, "Hey, this is fine. I'm j- I'm just trying to like be funny." And she like eventually like comes around to like, "Well, I don't love it, but like you're just doing what you're doing. Like I guess it's fine." Whereas like they're divorced now well, and, yeah, and they I- definitely like the relation like the way he plays it off in this movie of her like being sort of perturbed by it but i didn't in, know they were in divorced general, in real life yeah yeah yeah. It, yeah he like plays it off as like her being sort of annoyed but it being okay in general i don't think it was ever really okay well but i mean there there is i don't think that's not to say though that there aren't ups and downs and that for the sake of the trajectory of the movie to be like hey there's tensions but at the end of the day it all works out this is the 90s believe it it doesn't matter i get divorced a little bit later yeah. but like eh, like whatever we have to sort of put a bow on it but again sort of like what kevin said it doesn't shy away from the fact that like this stuff does happen and that like right. he did have marital problems and stuff like that and like at the very least, they didn't shy away from, like, some of the gravity of it, you know, in sure. the same way that a lot of other biopics just sort of gloss over it. I mean, it did feel like, hey, this is all of the shit that I had to deal with, and, like, I don't really feel like I have to hide it or editorialize it. It just sort of is what it is, you know? I I appreciate that element of it, for sure. I think it just bothered me how he portrayed himself as being like reasonable in all of those situations pretty much like like he there were some points where he was like yeah i kind of fucked up here but like even in like the interactions with his wife the way that they would generally go is him being like her being upset and him just being like no listen like i meant it like this and this is why i did this and her eventually kind of coming around to it instead of what would have been more realistic of like him taking full responsibility for fucking up or things just not resolving but it kind of always resolves in his favor which i don't think was i mean i don't think that part of it was probably very honest it could have been honest though and maybe that could have been where the divorce happened because maybe everything did always end up in in his favor and that just yeah, after a while yeah, I mean, it's, but he I, just it's hard to say without delving into he wasn't into. very self-aware about it i think sequel At he the did time. write more he did write more books i don't think that any more movies came out or whatever but he's an interesting guy you yeah. know and i think he's a good interviewer and he's a good broadcaster yeah, definitely. And he's, you know 
And I think that's that's what like drew me to liking this movie so much was it's just like at the very least it's like you do get to see the insight again from the horse's mouth, you know, to be like, hey, this is me telling my story. Like it's as close as I can get it to real life or whatever. But like this is this is it. What like what do you think sort of thing? And I do yeah. appreciate that level of just like. You know, that honesty, I feel like, doesn't come through in a lot of similar biopics, you know, that it's like. Yeah, because he was part of it. It's like, right. yeah, I don't have a lot of other ones. Like, everybody's played by other actors and stuff. Right, right, so, right. you know, they could, they could be pretty hokey for the most part, which this I feel like this was a little bit. But, right. you know, it wasn't. I feel like there was sort of a charm to its hokiness, too, that it was sort of like a self-aware level of hokiness, yeah, you know. Definitely. I also really liked uh, Robin, by the way, like you yeah, said, yeah. I think she was yeah. my favorite part of the movie. She plays herself and I didn't really know anything about her and I didn't either. Yeah, definitely came to really appreciate her part in their like their bits and stuff yeah, like right. that. And even I mean, to this day, she's still his sidekick and he's like, yeah, I won't do the show without her. Like if she mm -hmm. she had like a cancer scare a while ago and he's like, if she like, you know, kicks the can or anything like. I'm done being a radio broadcaster. Like, I don't want to do this job, which is like, yeah, I mean, it's important to like have that level of, you know, you can sort of, you know, have people to bounce ideas off of, engage things and stuff like that to like, you know, that energy in the room is what created the show that people reson, you know, resonated themselves to or how however you want to say that. So I would say I would put it on the shelf, the cart, whatever it is. I wouldn't burn it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it in the library personally. It goes I, in the library for me. I liked it. I'd library it, but I'd probably like a lower shelf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm like, it would be either a low shelf or a cart. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm. I'd say middle shelf for me. Like again, it's not like a complete like blow away my paradigm or whatever. But it, it. It's like I enjoyed watching it. There was enjoyable parts. I like learned something from it. I Fuck it. I'll put it on the it. bottom shelf. I'm not going to put it in the car. I, I yes. did. I enjoyed it enough. And like I said, the first half of the movie or whatever, I was kind of right. like, eh, but then surprisingly won me over more. So I, I was it's fun. Like watching him like push Paul Giamatti. I think yeah. was a great scene. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And then yeah, his thing at the end um, came back to him. But yeah. So um. Well, that about wraps up this episode of Fire Bros. Yes. It's been a long day. We it has fucking <sighs> think about the Snyder Cut again. I got mad. Oh man! God. Oh, you want to talk about the Snyder no. Cut? No, <laughs> this was this was just you know that I don't want to. I don't want to hear anyone talk about the Snyder Cut again. Yeah, again, we are we are the final. It's we're, burned. It doesn't nail exist in the anymore. Coffin. Yeah, yeah it doesn't exist. That's it. For the final word, you know, we were the last content creators. Want everybody else to get their <laughs> reviews in first before we could burn it. No one else can ever see it. Yeah, sorry. That's, uh, that's it that's you're the welcome you just listen to Not this episode sorry. you don't have to see it so yeah <laughs> no really reason to go seek it out and we're um, correct on our assessment so and everybody oh, uh, yeah. thank you for listening thank you for donating over at patreon it means a lot helps us out a lot and it helps the show uh continue to move forward and continue to be what it is and continue to grow uh so yeah um we'll be doing another one of these hopefully soon and i'm you know i'm glad we're more on a schedule again i know we're a little off for a while so i was happy that we we're able to pump another one of these out you know fairly right. soon after the last one and move forward at the same schedule so thank you everybody for your uh, love and support and your listenership indeed
Uh, Mind if I uh, plug my show? Really? Oh yeah, yeah, go, for it. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Uh, I still do this show, Untwisted, where we talk about this really weird Australian kid show from the nineties. Uh, it's me, uh, one of my American friends, and two Australian friends, and it's a lot of fun. It's a weird show, and we have a lot of fun with it. And I think uh, it's it's fun. Check it out. And they kind of <laughs> introduce you to this strange show, and you guys kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's got a lot of weird shit that happens in it that you like wouldn't I don't think would happen in an American show, but it's also like kind of good. Like I actually enjoy it somewhat as well. Interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> I'm just bur- I'm burnt after after yeah. the fucking Snyder cut and then recording oh, this for 2 hours. Yeah, on. you got to take the train home too. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. See you t- uh space firefighter, I guess. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> All right, and cuts. <laughs>